This podcast is brought to you by the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Brett the Hitman Hart, and you're listening to the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. Listen good. Hello, this is Mick Foley, and you're listening to the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. Welcome to Smart Marks. I, I, I'm making no apologies for this one. If you don't like wrestling, go fuck yourself. In-depth analysis of the WWE. We, we had to find a kind of a dirty corner of the internet to, to discuss our CD interests. <laughs> Pay-per-view results. Results from Raw and SmackDown. I'm going to be honest with you, I fast-forwarded. I always do. <laughs> Rumors, fantasy booking, unbiased bitching, and much more. With your hosts, Matt Lees. He's Canadian, too. Did you invent him being Canadian? And the Reverend Brian Fitzpatrick. Oh, Wayne Deagle. Sorry, I thought you said Wayne Deagle. I thought that was some wrestler I'd never heard. <laughs> Brock, are you proud to be back in WWE? Proud? I'm proud of everything I do. Let me tell you a little story, Josh. Eight years ago, I left this company. I was a WWE champion. Took this company to heights that had never seen before. Left the company, went to the UFC, became the UFC heavyweight champion of the world. Their success was on my blood, sweat, and tears. Proud? Damn right I'm proud. Huzzah! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Smart Marks for the result. For the result. Good Lord. <laughs> Shall we do it again? Yeah, you do yours again. Oh, no, I think we should keep it. Yeah, just keep it as it is? Yep. All right. Welcome to Smart Marks, ladies and gentlemen, for the week of April the 9th, 2012. This week, Raw was live from, I can't see it. Where was Raw this week? Come on, quickly. Uh, Virginia, I believe. The Verizon Center, yes. Oh, no, no, wait, I'm thinking of SmackDown. That was in Virginia. No, uh, Smack, yeah, SmackDown was in Hampton, uh, but Raw, what a, we're off to a fine start. Man, Mean Gene Oakland got fat. <laughs> and, and Orange. Yeah, let's, uh, we're, we're skipping ahead here. Worst episode ever already. <laughs> this edition of Raw from the Verizon Center is hosted by the Three Stooges. Don't worry, folks, it's not as bad as it sounds when you hear that intro. Um... <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. That was that was quite odd. <laughs> I've said countless times that I would I would have paid twice the ticket price to see the Three Stooges Faraday Brothers movie that was originally meant to happen, which was the cast was going to be Jim Carrey, Sean Penn, and Benicio del Toro. <clears throat> right. That just sounds so batshit insane and bad casting, especially for Penn and Benicio. Like, who the fuck would Benicio del Toro be? Are they going to just put his character in from Usual Suspects? Like, Verbal Kin? Uh, fucking. Can't even remember his name now. <clears throat> was it Verbal Kin? No, that was uh, that was Kevin Spacey. Silly, terrible cast. Yeah. Oh, well. This, yeah, the new smart. The, the new smart marks, I was going to say. Uh, the new Three Stooges look like shite, let's be fair. Um. <laughs> However, the opening of Raw this week uh, was not shite. It was actually uh, very, very exciting in my opinion. Of course, last week's Raw ended as Brock, or what I'll call him as Blob Lesnar, made his way down to the ring. Uh, Laid out Cena with an F5. Um, Tonight, 
you see, I, I mean, it was a good ending. It was a good opening. But um, the problem I have with those openings, when or those those moments when like the entire locker room runs out to try and separate two superpowers, is that it makes it look like John Cena and Brock Lesnar are both stronger than at least twenty wrestlers each. Yeah, including your current world heavyweight champion. Exactly. Uh, like there's some heels, you know, holding back John Cena when, where, like, whereas I'm thinking, why wouldn't they just give him a cheap shot to the face? Yes. Well, funny, <coughs> funny you should mention cheap shot to the face. Um, we get in the ring. We have John Laurinaitis and David Otonga. Laurinaitis is here to introduce us to the new face of the WWE. Someone is who is here to who's not here to entertain the fans. He calls this man a pure athlete. Um, we see a video of. Brock Brock Lesnar from last week, and Brock Lesnar comes down to the ring to join John Laurinaitis. They announced that they will indeed face each other at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view in, few, in just a few weeks, uh, which, by the way, I think is far too soon, far too quick for that. But that's okay. I mean, I'm just nitpicking at this point. I enjoyed everything about this. I think the match could have more build, but, you know, let's not complain about this. Uh, let's try not to, anyway. Um, Brock Lesnar takes the mic and does his whole, I'm, I'm Brock Lesnar. I'm back. I love it here. Thanks to Johnny for bringing me back. And uh, please don't kick me in the stomach. Thank you. Uh, so you're fun, yeah? Big time. So then uh, now Cena comes out and basically says, I never got to thank you for last week. And then slaps Brock Lesnar in his mouth like he owed him money. <laughs> that was a hell of a slap. The only thing missing was baby powder. There was meat and potatoes in that slap. It was it was fucking beefy. That's right. Uh, which of course caused Brock Lesnar to uh, to give him a spear and start delivering shots. Uh, the very first one of which completely busted open Cena's mouth. Uh, do you think that was legit, or did they? Because there was an awful lot of brawling later with people covering Cena completely. He could have just like bitten a capsule. He could have, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's you know that's historically how they've done it. But to me, if you look back at the footage of when he first Lesnar first gets him down, that first punch landed it's hard. More like a forearm smashed it to the face. Yeah, true. But at the same time, again, when they pointed out over and over and over again, it kind of makes me suspicious that it was meant to be that way in the first place to use as a as a, an exclamation point for the whole evening yeah definitely because it's like we said before the first rule of wrestling is it's always a work and the second rule is if it's not a work see rule number one so <laughs> yeah. and they you're you know cena did make a huge point to when he was in the turnbuckle to kind of lift his head above everyone so the camera could pick up that his lip was bleeding very much so uh, but you even saw in the scenes afterwards when he's talking to johnny ace that his lips were fucked up well, when he was talking to Johnny Ace, I think, had it been fake blood, he kind of kept it there for effect. But it was, wasn't until his match, I'm jumping out of myself, obviously, but it wasn't until his match at the end, when he still had a little red mark on his lip, that I thought, okay, maybe it is a real cut. Yeah, definitely. So basically, these two guys end up in a brawl, which results in, as Fitzy mentioned, the entire locker room coming down to try to pull them apart. Um, again, like you said, heels shouldn't be trying to help Cena. They should be letting these two guys rip themselves apart, because what do they care? Uh, I especially don't think Sheamus should have been there. That's your world heavyweight champion. Yes, that was that cheap, and that was like it just made him. Sheamus should not ever, ever, ever be in the same ring as Tyler Rex. No, never. And I also because they had they had Sheamus uh, holding back Lesnar, and uh, I don't think 
Lesnar was pushing. I know it's Hannah. I know he's Lesnar. I know he's the monster. But Sheamus is still your heavyweight champion, and uh, it kind of made it seem like Lesnar was just pushing Sheamus out of the way. Um, I wish. I wish to put Sheamus over. They would have at least done like a split second thing where, you know, Lesnar kind of pauses in front of Sheamus and steps around him rather than just pushing him out of the way. You know, it would be nothing. It would be in a two second rub for Sheamus, but it would have helped, I think. True. Because, I mean, the way they build Sheamus as well, it seems ridiculous. Yeah, so Lesnar should at least be like, whoa, this guy's the champ. Um, but again, I'm just nitpicking in a segment that I actually legitimately enjoyed. Um, it had a good vibe to it. You know, it was... Cena's bloody mouth looked great. Uh, but then again, even at the end of the segment, he did his whole LOL douchebag move that he always does, in which he looked into the camera and said, how do I look? And the cameraman said, you've had better days. Did the cameraman say that? Yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, Lesnar just blocked, knocked your lights out. And then, as this segment ended, I thought to myself, why the hell didn't they do this for Rock Cena? Well, The Rock has never been sold as a, you know, for all his boots to asses and, you know, kicking your candy ass and all that stuff, for all that his talk, he's never been sold as a very, as a particularly strong or, uh, you know, unstoppable force. He's no. almost the opposite of that. No, you're right. But, I mean, it would have made a lot more sense on the go-home edition of Raw leading into the biggest match ever at WrestleMania to have the two of them have this kind of scene and just have, you know, if it is, if it wasn't, if it was purposeful that Cena bled, if they would have done that on the last edition of Raw, Rock throws one right hand and Cena's lips are busted open and that's how they go off the air leading into WrestleMania, I think that would have been a much more, you know, a, a much bigger angle. But then again, that WrestleMania was already sold as the biggest mania ever maybe they didn't need that extra angle for the extra heat kind of like they didn't need the alcoholic thing introduced to punk cena and and i I think the alcoholic thing has worked really well post wrestlemania but uh it didn't work lead up to wrestlemania no Uh, not at all but but i suppose they thought they could use rock smike skills um uh, whereas they haven't got that choice with Brock Lesnar, so they had to do something physical for him. I'm Brock Lesnar, and I'm <laughs> here to kick ass. <laughs> I just think he sounds like such a tool on the mic for such a big dude. You know, you almost want to hear him like, I'm here to take advantage. But he's just like, I'm back here, and I'm always proud of myself. You know, he's got kind of a girly voice for such a big son of a bitch. He do, he definitely does. He, not not a girly voice, but for a man that size and that kind of uh, the the, the buildup of fear that they that they give to him. Um, yeah, it's def- it's definitely a bit a bit whiny. Yeah, he should he should. This is that's a prime example as to why they gave him Paul Heyman for so many years. It's kind of like uh, the Undertaker in Suburban Commando. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, that's why those guys don't speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get you, Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> um, first match of the evening is... Oh, basically, they do a little bit of a backstage segment where uh, Teddy Long is being bitched at by uh, John Laurinaitis. Um, they do some stupid thing with Eve where she says she wants a one-on-one with Laurinaitis in Stamford. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with this whole Eve storyline, but I really don't care. Um First match of the night is Brodus Clay and Santino Morella, a tag team I'm actually interested in, um, taking on Jack Swagger and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, could you rewind a bit there? You said that Eve asked for a one-on-one with Johnny Laurinaitis? Yeah, yeah, during that little backstage segment. Oh, right, okay. When you say one-on-one, I thought you meant a match. Now I remember. Yeah, basically when she wants to blow him to get... Yeah, basically that's what they're saying. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, Brodus Clay and Santino Morello taking on Jack Swagger and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, basically, the ending was uh, Clay comes in and runs over Ziggler with a clothesline and a headbutt, uh, overhead suplex, and a big splash on Ziggler for the win. The burial of Dolph Ziggler continues. The winners of this match, Brodus Clay and Santino Morello, who obviously do the dance after. I still, I, th- I think the burial, the burial doesn't bother me so much at the moment because he's bundled in with Jack Swagger. So when the time comes, he can just dump that extra weight and be good you know as a as a solo yeah i think i honestly that i don't i i don't think as dolph ziggler in brackets but i think he's going to be huge i think he's going to be the future of the wwe you in th- some way yeah think they'll change his character again i think they have to because he has the potential to be the guy but you can't have the guy be dolph ziggler that's true. It sounds too much like a porn name. Exactly. Well, it is a play on the guy from uh, Boogie Nights, right? That's where he got the name. Oh, did he come up with it himself? Uh, either he did or they did, but it's definitely a play on his character from Dirk, Boogie Dirk Nights. Diggler. Dirk Diggler, yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, his real name is better. His real name is Nick Nemeth. As in saying Nemes with an S but having a lisp? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jack Swagger. So yeah, yeah I, I, yeah, I think uh, Ziggler could be the future of the company. Uh, I think he's been a lifelong wrestling person. It's in his blood. It's in his heart. I think he's deserving to be the the front runner. But they're gonna have to stop burying him and shit like this. Um, True. I mean, you don't necessarily have to change your name though, because look at Triple H. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're gonna call him DZ. Like they still refer to him as Hunter. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, which, which is bizarre to me. I, like, I mean, I think Triple H is a great name, but it's like um, it's like the IGN Video Games Network or Video Games website. The the the, the letters mean nothing anymore. Right. They're even an acronym. So Triple H really isn't an acronym because there's no way they'd ever refer to him as Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah. Well, that's the same as in WWE is no longer an acronym either. Is it not World Wrestling Entertainment? No, it is literally just the WWE now. Are you serious? Yes, it's very recent. Vince McMahon, one of his Vince McMahon's things is that it's no longer like you'll find at the beginning of Raw or the end of Raw. Now it used to come up with the World Wrestling Entertainment thing on the bottom. Now it literally just says WWE's logo. Um, so technically, no, they are not World Wrestling Entertainment anymore. They are just WWE as a brand. You mean like uh, you know their actual stock um, name is not. World Wrestling Entertainment anymore. Right, no, but I think as a company, their legitimate, their name is not World Wrestling Entertainment anymore, which is why I think you'll struggle to remember the last time you heard them say World Wrestling Entertainment on any television show at all. Uh, it's just one of those things, you know, they're, they sometimes tend to change history and bury certain things. Yeah. This is the latest part of that. They are no longer World Wrestling Entertainment because they don't want the word wrestling being used. And yes, I mean... <clears throat> CM Punk and uh, YGJ are constantly using it. It's almost like, I mean, if, if it was that big a deal to them, do, would they not get reprimanded for it? Or do you think they just have to do it because they're bigger than, you know, I mean, YGJ can fuck off at any point he wants and yeah. it's currently the man, as he said himself. So I think it's a little bit of both. I think they do let them do whatever they want, but I do think there are repercussions, repercussions sorry, for doing so. It's very strange. I mean, there was talk for a while, like, you know, just on the online people, that they were going to change WrestleMania to just be Mania because Vince hated hearing the word wrestling or wrestle. What? So, I mean, I'm not saying that WWE ever said that, but it was one of those things that was going on online that was like, well, if Vince hates the word wrestling, then I could totally see them just calling it Mania. 
And why yeah. does he hate the word wrestling? I don't. I'd have to sit him down and ask him that. It's, I don't it's, know. He's the same guy that doesn't want them to say belt or strap or you know it's got to be title. Um, you can find it online somewhere if you look, uh, Sam. Uh, there is a list out there online somewhere of the banned words that got leaked from a WWE meeting, and it's got all these words on it in which Vince doesn't want people saying anymore on his television shows. Oh, I'm so uh, Yeah, take a look for that because I remember reading it when it was available. Um, I found it banned words and terms. There you go. Yeah, this is um, information he titled "The Language of the WWE" that they send out to people to do international voiceovers. The language of the oh, where's the wrestling or catch is banned whatever catch means oh some some european countries still use the term catch to describe pro wrestling and catchers to destroy describe wrestlers um sports is incorrect entertainment or action soap opera is allowed um athletes or sportsmen are not allowed superstars obviously um the term fight is not allowed. Matches must be referred to as a match or a bout. <coughs> uh, fighting is also not allowed, but the term action is. Yeah, some of it's just, you know, very trivial, but it's obviously Vince McMahon, the billionaire, saying, if you want my product, these are the rules. Well, yeah, it might, each one of them by themselves might seem trivial, but they definitely do point towards a, a, a very deliberate attempt to uh, whitewash the, <coughs> shall we say, blue-collar, kind of dirtier, um, old-fashioned aspects of it. <coughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, after Brodus Clay and Santino Morella, we are backstage with Laronitis uh, basically treating Teddy terribly. All he really needs to do is put chains on him um, to complete yeah. that look. There's um, a step and fetch a kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, Johnny wants to know where John Cena is. Apparently, it was uh, Laura, it was Teddy's job to keep Cena uh, under his arm, apparently. Uh, Cena walks in with his lips looking messed up. He says, you know what? I like to hit. I like to be hit. I'm just getting warmed up, and at Stream Rules, I'm going to handle my business. So all this time he wasn't a wrestler. He was just into S&M. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hooked him up with Luna. Yeah, oh, Luna. Rest in peace, Luna. Uh, Cena says he wants to compete tonight and tells Laurinaitis to pick his opponent. Laurinaitis tells Teddy to go inform David Otunga that he will face Cena tonight. Oh, no, not David Otunga. <laughs> Don't hit me with your coffee. <laughs> Santino Morella is walking around backstage. Your fucking super nanny. Not super nanny, but that other nanny show where there's a bunch of the nannies and they wear that kind of red coat thing. He's wearing one of them now. Yeah, and did you see that he's also got his suit on the wall? Well, no, I didn't mean John. Yes, I did see. I thought that was pretty cool. And has the date below it. Right. His brother love um, yeah. suit. No, but I mean, Otonga is wearing this bizarre nanny jacket. Oh, yeah, he kind of stole it from Wade Barrett and dyed it red. Yes. <clears throat> Except it looked better on Wade Barrett. Yeah, yeah. I love Wade Barrett. He doesn't get enough credit in my books. I'd say he's injured again, is he? Yeah, he's out for a few months, I think, yeah. Um, Santino Morella walking backstage. He asks Tyler Rex and Kurt Hawkins if they have seen the Three Stooges. Basically, he's walking around backstage, continually looking for the Three Stooges. We see Tyler Rex is uh, living by the Hulk Hogan code with the drink and the milk. That's right. I want to the prayers and the vitamins and the training down. That's right. Uh, we see a commercial or a footage from CM Punk versus Mark Henry from last week, and they announced that Mark Henry will get his rematch for the WWE title tonight. Wow. Back to commercial. It was uh, an interesting um, omission. Um, addition and then later omission. Uh, remember last week we talked about how the the bottle smash seemed a bit, you know, the, the way it broke far sooner than it hit his, uh, Punk's head. Yes. Well, on SmackDown last week, 
they didn't they showed a close up of his head and that therefore you couldn't see how early it broke and then they added a very hard smash noise yeah they are really really good at re-editing things and recutting things but then they took it out for raw they took out the smash noise oh it's, it's strange how they do things like that <laughs> isn't um, it like space three days they're like no that's not that's not good enough anymore no that's that's true there's another thing i want to talk sound when we get to it later on which is similar along those lines which caught my attention um cool. but we also sent we go back Santino morella is still walking around looking for the three stooges he suddenly walks up on kane kane gives him a dirty look and says Santino does his power walk away, which uh, JJ loves. JJ's so fond of. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next match is R Truth versus Cody Rhodes, which has good potential, I think. Um, basically, it gets it gets cut off uh, because the Big Show comes out to do exactly the same thing that he did last week. Except, did you notice he went Inception this time? Yes, he did the time travel <laughs> scenario. Match within a match within a match. Right, and then next he week lost. it'll be within a match within a match within a match. <laughs> like Cody lost his match. Because he was shown footage of him losing his match, because he was shown footage of losing his WrestleMania match. Uh, what? My head hurts. <laughs> if you're if you're putting music over this at all, you can maybe slip in some of the Inception soundtrack over that part. <laughs> right, or just the sound of burning, which is my brain. <laughs> this reminds me of the time travel episode of Misinformation. You did a time travel time travel episode, or they did a time they, travel? Yeah, they had one where Weller had just read a book about time travel, and they went on for the whole time about time travel, um, which has resulted in a lot of uh, Adam and Zach going. Uh, you just broke my brain. Oh, is this the one where he pointed towards that cartoon that gives you an idea of what the first ten dimensions are? Yeah, I think that was it. It was the multiple dimensions and everything. And I remember show my dad that um that. 10 minute video how it explains the 10 dimensions and it is really good i mean it's a bit heady for someone who's not a big science person like myself but i showed it to my dad and it's 10 minutes long i think he got as far as like the sixth or seventh dimension and, and then his reaction was ah here now fuck off <laughs> it's just, this is just not this is not happening <laughs> and he his, his mentality was if this is the easy way to explain it i ain't never gonna get it yeah, exactly. Um, so basically, uh, I still I still watch that video from time to time. Though it's quite excellent. I pretty much do whatever Weller tells me to do. I'm well in that camp as well. Pardon Absolutely. the sort of pun. Yes, um, from spending spending a few times with him, both in a hotel room where a hooker died, and also at his house. Uh, Weller's my boy. I I just think he's possibly the greatest podcaster who ever lived. I know, and it's made even worse by the fact that he doesn't care. I know. Well, you see, he's like um, that Asian footballer guy who used to play for Bolton just because he was good at it, but he didn't give a shit, so he retired at like 24. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, that's Weller. Yeah. Fucking asshole. Um, it was fun. Uh, I don't know. That's, we're getting sidetracked with Weller. We could do a whole show just talking about Weller. We um, could maybe get him on an episode. Yeah, we definitely could. Um, yeah, we could. Did you hear that, Zach? He may not do it for you, but he'll do it for me. Boosh. Boosh. Because he was on three episodes of Legend very recently when I was kicked out of my home. And we did a few emergency broadcasts, which was me, Weller, and any friends that we could round up. And I'm pretty sure he he, he likes me about as much as you can like someone that you've never really actually hung around with. <laughs> we, 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 we've we had some uh, good chats about pop culture on Facebook, so at least he knows I'm not a cock end. Oh, yeah. You know, you're his boy. 
You're definitely his boy. Uh, he's coming to the UK at some point to visit me. Um, and uh, the very first time we even talked about him coming here, he said, well, I promised uh, Fitzy that I'd go see him if I was ever in Britain. So we have to make sure we do that. You, you have to get that in there and slide dig, didn't you? <laughs> just, a, just a little tiny one. Um, but yeah, I'd totally be down for that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, speaking of just a little tiny one. Um, no, it's a little too soon. But did you so know? Let's start talking about Liam Neeson then. Yeah. Did you know that our truth finishing move is called the Little Jimmy? I think that was a new thing this week, and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, because as soon as he said it, I was like, "How the fuck long is this move being called the Little Jimmy?" I'd say that's def- I mean, they're really pushing the Little Jimmy angle now. Yeah. I think they realise that that that's amusing for children, and they're probably selling the shit out of those T-shirts. I'd buy now, that T-shirt. Now, so would I. But but I mean, we would have we would have. Uh, bought it even back in the the day when he was doing his presidential campaign yeah uh, but maybe we need a t- maybe we need a poster that says little jimmy listens to smart marks <laughs> that would be amazing sam <laughs> yeah um we need what was it say yeah he's even like butt bumping now with little jimmy before he go walks down the ramp <laughs> yeah, did you notice right. that yeah i did so they're really and I think he's I think he's taking him by the hand as he walks down I'm not 100% sure about that I'm not a mime expert and clearly neither is Ron Killings but I think he is kind of holding little Jimmy's hand as he walks down the uh, the, the ramp nice that's classic I'm waiting for the episode where he lets little Jimmy touch his balls <laughs> or no yeah an episode where he's like psychologically scarred because little Jimmy touched him inappropriately in his sleep <laughs> yeah um, Santino is got <laughs> he touched my cock, yo. Uh, Santino is backstage continually looking for the Stooges. He comes up on a big box labeled Fragile. Uh, and uh, he thinks it's a care package sent from his mama in Italy. He opens the box. Sorry, go ahead. There was a delightful Christmas story uh, reference there. Have you ever seen Christmas Story? <sighs> only Hello? On, only once. Oh, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not JJ. I'm not gonna give out to you for not seeing a movie a bunch of times. Okay, I think I've only seen it once. No, no I only. I only saw it because uh, my lecturer showed it to me in first year, and ever since then it's been a Christmas favorite of mine. Um, but yeah, it's a huge big deal in U- the U.S. anyway. And when he gets the, do you remember the part, or at least the the part of the story where the father wins a lamp that's shaped like a leg? Yeah, Weller has that lamp. Oh my god, really? Yes, he does. That's awesome. When when you bought the American special edition of the DVD, it came with a, a string of Christmas lights all shaped like mini leg lamps. Um, but anyway, I, dig- I digress. Um, but yeah, so uh, when the box arrives in the movie, he, the dad sees Fragile written on it and he goes, Ah, Fragile, sounds Italian. And that's exactly what Santino Morella said at the Fragile. Oh, see, I did not catch that. So well done, good catch. I as soon as I saw Fragile on the wooden box, I I was like mentally begging my my TV to say it. I was like, say it, say it, say it, and he did. Nice. Um, I'm going to skip over this, but he gets the three Stooges out. He teaches them how to do the Cobra, and he walks away. Uh, yeah, I, did, I, I mean, let's face it, the three Stooges could have been a lot worse. Like that, they were. The, the, they've gotten the the actions down at least you know the, you know they did what the three stooges would have been expected to do yeah you're right and i think they gave them just enough time too yeah and and the guy coming out um uh, the guy coming out uh, dressed as hulk hogan he did have it down to a t like every movement gesture he even had the walk whatever are you talking about fitzy i don't know what you're talking about oh uh? we haven't what do you mean hulk hogan we haven't gotten there yet 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. When he did come out as, as his Hogan, the fans hated it, but he did do a solid job. He did. He had the point in the... He even did an NWO double point at one point. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought it was interesting that either the crowd was smart enough to know that it wasn't him, or they didn't give a fuck that it was Hulk Hogan, because his music hit to no fanfare at all. Well, yeah, actually, good point. I suppose they knew what, you know, the the real Terry Bollea was not going to walk down the ramp in the middle of the two stooges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. This is going to be my big return, brother. Brother, <laughs> brother, brother. Uh, next up on Raw is Lord Tensai against Yoshitatsu. Uh, they make a point to tell us that Tatsu has said on Twitter that he's unhappy with Tensai and he's offended by him purporting himself to be Japanese. When apparently he's not. Right. So they do all this build for a squash match once again. Not purporting, I mean, not not Japanese. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, this is another match that doesn't have an end because they stop the match thinking that uh, Yoshi is out cold. So uh, Yoshitatsu decided he was going to stand up for his people and make a stand and did a great job. <laughs> again, I don't understand why they need... I, I think the only reason they do this is to give him time to put whatever shit he has to put in his mouth. Yeah, which I can't see lasting because he does that again. He spits. He does the. He spits on his hand and then applies the claw. So I don't really know what they're trying to say. The water is doing or this liquid does. It's definitely more milk colored than seeds. I think it's like a supposed to be a white liquid. Mm. But uh, but yeah, I don't understand it either. But and I don't understand why he has to. A lot. I mean. It makes it makes absolutely no sense that these people are getting knocked down by the A bomb. Is that what he used to call it? I think so. Yeah. yeah and it's a good move. It's a decent move, and it would be a perfect move to pin a motherfucker with. But don't pretend to me that it's fucking. Um, do you know that it's that it's gonna like knock him out cold? Uh, and I mean, he had a few. He had a few other good moves um, in that match. Like I, I, I still like that kind of, uh, you know. Um, Rope. I don't know what you call running into the rope moves. <laughs> is there is there is there like a I don't know uh, uh, in in insider name for that? Like, <laughs> but yeah, when he runs against the ropes and then lands on on the person's chest with his back. Yeah, uh, Sam. <laughs> yeah, that looks painful. No, I don't even mean that specific move. I mean any move where you bounce off the ropes first for extra tra- trajectory. Yeah, I don't know of one, but maybe Sam does. Sam. <laughs> uh, I suppose velocity is the word I should have used, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that looks painful. And that, to me, would be you know more of a finisher. After the A-bomb, maybe do that. And that's a finisher to be fucking feared. Um. And I love I, I love that one where he holds him up by the arms for a while because I think that's just kind of old school holding up a wrestler and his legs are straight up. Yeah, that anything like that kind of makes me reminds me of like you know eighties and nineties wrestling. You just don't get that anymore. No, like when British Bulldog used to do the huge suplex. Yes, absolutely. Um, we go to the ring. Well, we see a clip of what Jericho and CM Punk did last week. Uh, we get to the ring, and out comes Punk. He doesn't do any of his normal entrance. He just walks right to the ring. Um, now, again, I watched on headphones, and it could have been a fan. But I swear that I still heard the audio of Punk screaming, It's clobbering time. <laughs> I don't know whether they fed that in. Because they've been known to feed in other crowd reactions if the, if they don't think the crowd is hot enough. Right. In the live booth, they've been known to like feed in crowd reaction. 
Oh, really? So the cynic in me is thinking, did they just feed in an old clip of Raw and didn't realize that Punk wasn't going to do the It's Clobbering Time thing? <laughs> I didn't hear it. Yeah, I, I mean, again, it could just be a fan yelling it, but I swear I still heard it, and for a minute I was like... You know, I think maybe they fed in some audio. Because I know they've done that before. They used to do it with uh, Daniel Bryan. They used to eliminate the audio um, and feed in another audio so that the crowd... So that at home you wouldn't hear people chanting for Daniel Bryan. Doesn't it suck that you have to be so fucking mistrusting about something you love? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's horrible. Like I, I just wish they were more honest in their presentation of the product. Yeah, well, you can't believe a word they say. Even when they do their whole, like, did you know facts... A lot yeah. of the time, those are kind of like versions of the, of the truth, not necessarily the fact. Oh, well, like one beautifully put one um, on SmackDown was, um, oh, how do they put it? The, yeah. <clears throat> WrestleMania was the social media event of the year. Oh, no, of 2012. Uh, Twittering or whatever, trending at number one on 16 different occasions. That does not mean that they trended more than anything else in the world. That doesn't even mean anything at all. It was the social media event of 2012. It's not in any way a quantifying statement. Right, and you can't prove it wrong. Exactly. Uh, they're also they had one on SmackDown that I heard about that said um, last week SmackDown was the highest rated regularly scheduled program on Sci-Fi for the 80th week in a row. To which I was like, name me another Sci-Fi program other than Warehouse 13. Our dream machines now. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> and again, it's like uh, it said it was the num- Raw or SmackDown was the number one rated show on cable. Uh, four weeks running now, so to which I thought, what what happened five weeks ago that you dropped the ball? <laughs> yeah, well, they also keep saying it's the longest running weekly episode episodic show in television history, which isn't necessarily true, is it? Well, is it not? Uh, I'm sure. I, I I thought there was a time when it was proven that it was something else. Um, I mean, they even brought in things like Bonanza and. Yeah, I know that Simpsons is getting close to it, right? Well, no, Simpsons will never. Uh, beat it because it'll end eventually and it takes breaks right yeah that's where it's coming from i remember reading a stat that i think it said something like it would take the simpsons x amount of years to catch raw kind of thing um but uh, there's definitely uh sam again there was definitely a point in which it was proven not to be because i just don't remember what it was um anyway i think it might have been some kind of like a, a spanish a spanish soap opera which has been running longer than raw and it's a weekly show something uh-huh. like that it- yeah, maybe that would that would sound plausible at least. I suppose if in that if you take that into consideration, you could even consider like Carnation Street. Yeah, because that is that weekly or daily? Uh, it's like it's either two or three times a week. I'm not sure. Right, which in WWE speak is their reasoning for not having it beat Raw. Ah, well, I mean, I mean, I think their reasoning is more to the point that it's not American, so they don't give a shit. Yeah, that's very true. But, (laughs) you know, WWE chooses their words very carefully. For those listeners that we have that aren't solid viewers of wrestling, don't believe anything you hear on Raw unless Fitzy and I confirm it for you, okay? (laughs) Big, or or Sam. (laughs) Yeah, or Sam. Once we say Sam, and then Sam corrects us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll admit when we don't know what's going on, whereas Vince McMahon won't. Exactly. Uh, also, Big Jim uh, from OneFallWrestling.com sends in a lot of answers, too. Whenever we ask questions, he sends in a lot of stuff for us. Uh, oh, cool. he, he sent us an email this week that broke down. It was actually more like 14 or 15 horsemen, because uh, we were talking about the four horsemen last oh, week. Oh, really? 
Yeah, and he gave us a breakdown via email, which I can't access right now, but I will do for next week, which showed us, uh, showed, told us all the uh, members who were actually ever members of the Four Horsemen. Jesus. So, yeah, it was a, a bit of a DX. Yes. <laughs> a, bit of an, a bit of an NWO, even. Yes. I only read, I see, I, that's the one wrestling storyline I really regret not um not having not having been able to watch it at the time. Yeah, I didn't see it live either. I was always coming up back to it later. Well, no, I'm, I, I mean, when I say live, I mean even within a month or two of incidents happening. I mean, we had no WCW access at all. No, neither did I. That's what I mean. I didn't see the NWO storyline until years later. So, yeah, me too. Uh, and then again, only in retrospective documentaries, which kind of doesn't really give you the true vibe. No, but I would love an NWO T-shirt. Oh, so would I. I, I only recently watched, uh, as in yesterday, uh, Sting's turning to the wolf pack. Um, you know, he comes out on his harness that looks kind of... Now I know why Shawn Michaels rip cord or zip lines in. Because being lowered looks really shitty. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it looked like Sting was just floating there going, mm, I'll be there soon. Like, it really looked terrible. Because it would stop and start as the person's lowering him, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then he just unclip himself um, and I was uh, even watching that I was like you really should have talked to HBK before you decided on that one yeah absolutely <laughs> at, least that, at least that looks like a smooth movement from sky to floor <laughs> but uh, yeah so he comes down and he beats the shit out of a few people and then he takes his jacket off and he's got an NWO t-shirt on it's like he got booed to shit and it's like oh my god he's turned NWO and then he kicks the shit out I think of Hogan maybe and then he rips off the NWO t-shirt and there's a red one underneath and it was that sounds to me like the NWO storyline might have gotten a little bit convoluted at that point. Oh, just a wee bite. Yeah. Wait till years later when NWO invades WWE and Shawn Michaels joins. You think that'll happen? Uh, it's already <laughs> happened. When? Uh, if you if you go on uh, YouTube and look up Shawn Michaels NWO, you'll see the footage. Um, was this during the years I stopped watching? Oh, I think it would have been. Yeah, it was during. It was obviously after the WCW invasion angles and everything yes. like that. Um, Which was a great angle. Absolutely. Yeah, I've only just recently saw all of that in order, too. Um, but we digest. Um, we've got a WWE title match on Raw. Uh, Mark Henry challenging, uh, once again, challenging CM Punk. This match basically ends by DQ because Punk grabs a monitor and hits Henry with it. Uh, so, so now we've had two matches in a row where Mark Henry's been screwed out of the belt, essentially. Um, obviously going to lead to a no, a no, a no countout. Isn't that next week they announced, right? No countouts, no disqualifications? Yes. Right. Great. Uh, now, that being said, I could, in a roundabout way, see them giving the belt to Mark Henry if they want to get the belt on Brock Lesnar for this whole Rock Brock thing, if that's the angle they want to do. Um, but I just don't think it would be a good one. But, I mean, he'd be big enough that you could actually see him going into a fight with Lesnar. I think the concern with backstage right now is that Brock, Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk looks like a squash match. Yeah, definitely. He, he You could never believably make Punk beat Lesnar outside of maybe an ODQ where he beats the shit out of him with a chair or a hammer. Yeah, exactly. Or or unless they bring in the whole injury thing from UFC and Punk uh, takes advantage of that. But, you know, it would make more sense, not that I would like it, to have uh, Brock take on Mark Henry for the title, but mm, either way, I still don't like that idea. Um, Lesnar's not going to tap out the Anaconda voice. No, exactly. Um, and uh, do you think uh, Punk could get Lesnar up for the GTS? 
Oh, Christ, no. Because he was so big. Uh, but anyway... He's smaller now than he was in his roided WWE days. Yeah, he's a little bit fatter right now, too. That's why he keeps wearing the baggy t-shirt. Yeah, what an ugly t-shirt, by the way, too. He looks like he just came out in his track pants. I can't believe his appearance. But anyway, <laughs> um, after the match, Chris Jericho comes walking down the ramp with two 12-packs of beer. Um, he basically, Henry then beats the hell out of Punk again. Jericho, de- Jericho enters the ring, and um, after kicking him a few times, he pours beer on him. At which point, I got thirsty. Yeah. He gives him a cold breaker and then basically just starts cracking open beers and pouring it all over Punk. Did you notice that he did a lot less of pouring it in his mouth this time? Yes, I did. Probably meaning it's real beer and Punk was like, come on, man. Yeah, obviously the Jack Daniels was tea or, or something along those lines. But I don't know if they... Well, I'm sure they could manufacture fake unopened two four packs and fake unopened cans but well yeah you can buy non-alcoholic beer right so yeah but i'm sure if it had to look alcoholic i'm sure that brand name has to be familiar to somebody and i mean i would imagine is there not a business is there not some business that um produces showbiz safe cans of anything like if you look at really bad sitcoms like um like the things the places I've noticed that most are in our um, Big Bang Theory anytime that you see I guess I only noticed that since comedy started going high, high, high def but right. if you look at like um, say uh, one of the characters I don't know any of the characters <laughs> from Big Bang Theory so it's irrelevant but say one of them is drinking a can of Coke it will look exactly like a can of Coke as in Coca-Cola it will look exactly like a can of Coca-Cola should look but instead of the word Coke on the side it will just say Cola yeah um, definitely they do that on Big Bang Theory they also do it sometimes where they just have like a a sticker or something covering part of the letter yes so instead of Sprite it's right Yes, or uh, eight up, I believe I've seen as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm imagining maybe there is a place where you can buy non-alcoholic beer cans that look like legitimate beer cans. There yeah, has to be. Definitely. I mean, let's let's face it. These guys have in-house manufacturing teams that make them ladders that don't kill people. So exactly. I'm sure I they mean, can make them some beer cans. Or they can outsource it. I mean, what happens? There has to be situations where, like, like a, a, a teetotaler or a or a recovering alcoholic actor has to play an alcoholic and therefore has to drink a lot, so they'd have to have those cans where a fizzy beer-like substance comes out of an unopened can and makes the proper sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it did look a little bit silly on TV though to have uh, Jericho screaming, "Drink up, punk! Drink up, punk!" as he's pouring it on his midsection. Yeah, definitely. Um, but that's, I mean, I'd much rather them do that than actually have Punk uh, put his, you know, uh, let his morals take second place to a storyline. I mean, I respect that about it. Absolutely, me too. And I and I like the fact that he mentioned beforehand that uh, it's not a, it's not a, a, a lifestyle choice that he expects everyone to get and he's okay with that. Like, he's not angry at people for not understanding it. Because I would definitely, even as a massive CM Punk fan, not understand the point of it. Not, I mean, maybe because... I've never felt like I was ever addicted to alcohol or or had the or or you know everyone can be I guess but I, I never thought I never thought it could it could happen to me yeah never had I don't know actually I don't think I, I've not had any alcoholics in my clothes family and my dad it's never affected you in that way yeah exactly my dad has always been very kind of I've never even seen I've seen my dad drunk once in my life and I was a fully grown adult by the time it happened and we were both drunk together because it was at a 60th birthday party right 
but I've seen him drink, uh, you know, a few regularly, but never to the point where he's in any way drunk. You know what I mean? So it's it's yeah. never been like you know, punk talking about his dad bringing beer up to the shower, or or I haven't basically been rocking back and forth, going, "I wish Daddy would stop." You know? Yeah. Um. So. I don't understand why you be and again I'm Irish so it's kind of a social thing where you grow up um most definitely living in that you know environment where all social um interaction occurs around a pub or an off license drink Drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Father Jack is not a joke. That that the, the show Father Ted is a documentary about Father Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um what what well, do yeah, you think so, will be behind the door, Father? A pair of fucking women's knickers. <laughs> yes, you, Father. Did you say to a nice cup of tea? Fag off, cup. <laughs> yes, we, Father. Knickers. Yes, Father. <laughs> women's knickers. <laughs> I like the one when he's uh, the birds keep stealing his glasses. <laughs> the crow. Yeah, and his only reaction is fucking birds again. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love that show. It's amazing. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I kind of liked the fact that he acknowledged that it's okay to not get his lifestyle choice. He's right. not pompous about it. You know what I mean? He doesn't think like, I know he had a heel turn where he was like, it means I'm better than you. But I think he genuinely just believes that's like, it's just it's like JJ with uh, vegetarianism. It's like, I'm vegetarian. I'm not going to bother trying to explain to you why you should be vegetarian because I don't believe you should be unless you think you should be. Right, yeah. Um, anytime I think vegetarian, I'm always taken back to Dan, Dana, uh, Dana Snyder's story about uh, sponsoring vegetarians. Is something him and his friends would do. Maybe yes. If you're at the table with a vegetarian, you'll eat double meat just I, I, to eliminate their effect on the world. And just ruin their struggle. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'd forgotten that that was where I got that from. Because um, I talk about, I, I always bring that up with vegetarians if they're being assholes. I was like, I'm going to go to Burger King tomorrow and I'm going to order twice the amount of meat just to... <laughs> Just, just to make to, sure you're having no effect on this day. Yeah, y- your struggle means nothing. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's funny you should mention the words, your struggle means nothing, uh, because next up we have Zack Ryder. Oh, poor Zack. I know, he's fallen off so hard. Um, Although I will say it's a miracle how, he, how well he's recovered from that broken neck. I know, right? Amazing. He's like uh, He's like Wolverine and shit. <clears throat> yep. Uh he is friends with Hugh Jackman of course. So maybe, you know, maybe he gave him so he maybe Hugh Jackman inserted him with some hard rods of some kind. <laughs> well, if I've heard if the rumors I've heard about Hugh Jackman are true, he probably did. <laughs> <laughs> um we got Zack Ryder taking on Alberto Del Rio. Introduced by Ricardo Rodriguez like you said last week now with 20% more. <laughs> I love them both. I love Ricardo Rodriguez. I love Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, I, th- I thought I was happy that uh, Del Rio was back, and then I realized I really hate his long entrance where he swings his hands back and forth too much and then holds his scarf up. He needs to fucking tighten that shit up. I love that shit. At work, I always put on his theme song and come out of the back doing that hand thing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I used to do the Vince McMahon walk. Oh, we do that one at work all the time, too. We do. It's wrestling all day at work, i got to be honest. <laughs> uh, the other day, one of my coworkers and I, and I, one of the one I call him HBK. Um, we, him, and I were debating on whether or not he, th- we thought he could get me up for the GTS. Okay. To which he then grabbed me, threw me up on his shoulders, crushing my balls, by the way, and did <laughs> three full like uh, lunges or push-up things with me on his shoulders. Jesus. Yeah, and he's just like, "See, I can." And I was like, "Fair enough. <laughs> you win, stronger man. I now respect you." Yeah, I will never. 
attempt to hit on your girlfriend or steal your shit. Exactly. And he put me in an arm bar yesterday. My arm still hurts. I'm just saying. Just putting it out there. His arm bar almost broke my arm, I think. Is you sure this guy isn't actually Alberto Del Rio? <laughs> no, it's uh, it, he's definitely not Alberto Del Rio. Maybe he's just a Welsh equivalent. <laughs> Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alberto Del Rio, I am. Or would it be Alberto uh, uh, Del Rio, maybe the DL pronounced yeah. I'm, I'm coming down. To, I'm, I'm coming down to the ring in my bloody Ford Focus, I am. <laughs> Oh, uh, no more of this. Uh, okay, so Del Rio wins the match. The valleys. <laughs> uh, from deep in the valleys. Uh, Del Rio wins with the uh, cross-arm breaker thingy when he gets Zack Ryder to tap out. We go backstage to the Three Stooges, slapping each other around. Uh, they're headed to the arena, and they don't know what they're going to do yet. Uh, but one of the Stooges says, I have an idea. I'll see you guys out there. So out come two of the Stooges to, honestly, a chorus of boos, if I'm honest. Disinterest was the was the most popular response. Yeah, this crowd does not give a fuck. <coughs> well, then why should they, in fairness? Yeah, it's true. Just why should they give a shit about some fucking assholes condescending, you know, uh, talking down to what they think are idiots just to sell their shitty movie? Yeah, just because the studio paid WWE a bunch of money doesn't mean the fans should care. Yeah, it's um, like it's like Cock and Balls Kelly all over again. It's like, who gives a toss? Like, just fuck off. You're, we're not here for you, and we'd rather you didn't take up the time that could be spent on anything else. It's funny that every time you say that, I still think you're making fun of Kelly Kelly, and I almost get defensive. <laughs> but then I always remember that you're talking about that guy who needs to eat a sandwich. Yes. And you should remember I would never diss Kelly Kelly. No, no, you wouldn't. Because you know that she's special to me. Well, I mean, not. I, I'm, I just want to fuck her. <laughs> she's hands off for you. Okay. <laughs> I'm all I'm saying is in the highly unlikely event that I was ever in the situation where I was offered it I ain't going to be thinking about our friendship <laughs> that's hurtful because if I met AJ and she was desperate for some Lee's balls I wouldn't give, give it, it to her, her. I'd yes, say no would. this would hurt Fitzy I'm not going to do this I would be ashamed of you as a friend if you didn't <laughs> good because I'd only try it once I'd, <laughs> I'd say it once out of respect to you I mess in her face I would say you're going to tell Fitzy that I tried to say no right <laughs> but she won't be able to respond to you because she'll have your cock in her mouth. <laughs> uh, she'd still be able to talk with that in there. <laughs> Self burn. <laughs> Boom. Um, so next, uh, two of the Stooges are in the ring, and Real American Hulk Hogan's theme song hits to lukewarm reaction. But again, I think it's because, like we said, they just know that it's not. They know that it wasn't really Hulk Hogan. Yeah. This as much as I'd like to hope that the world has become bored of Terry Belia's shenanigans, I I would never um, believe that they would be that disinterested if his music really hit and there was even a sliver of hope it was him. Yeah, so then out comes Larry, dressed up as Hulk Hogan. Didn't do a very bad job at all of impersonating him. Uh, he's still getting booed like fuck. But, you know, they did that. Kane's music hits and Kane comes out and beats up the Three Stooges. Goody. Yeah, it was all right, I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was very funny, the Santino Kane moment, but it wasn't as funny then when he came out. I mean, it was just the the, the camera work, you know, Santino walking down, asking where the studios are, and then quick shift to a red wall, and Kane's just skulking there. <laughs> it was quite funny. Yeah, and then the next night on SmackDown, they try to even do a, a slightly more serious angle with Kane, do they not? Yeah, it was Randy. Yeah, so we'll get into that, I guess. But, you know, so basically Kane, Larry tries to hulk up, but Kane chokeslams him to end it. 
we see uh, footage from earlier of Mark Henry and Chris Jericho beating up CM Punk. Josh Matthews is backstage with Henry. Uh, Henry says he's beat Punk by countout and by DQ. Next week it will be no DQ, no countout match against Punk for the WWE title. So I don't know how this is going to go. I don't see them giving the belt to Mark Henry, even though I said it would make sense. I don't see them giving the belt to Henry yet, and I don't see them doing it on Raw. And I also think that belt on Henry would look terrible. Yes, it would look vaguely racist. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, honestly, if they're going to give, if they are thinking like Rock said of doing Brock Rock for the title, they got to get rid of that belt, right? Because Brock or Rock can't wear that belt. Uh, yeah, Brock Lesnar would not want to wear that filth. No. Uh, on the Rock. Um, yeah, I don't think either of them would want it. No. Uh, evidently, I have heard that WWE has had the next belt. Have we talked about this already? Yeah, yeah apparently they've had it for like two years. E- easy. Yeah. So The sales of the spinner were so good that they have held held off. Yeah, exactly. So it's ready, Which, to, it's ready to go. They just need to find a way to launch it. Um, and I, I, if I remember... My, my memory's not the best, but didn't Punk at one point in the, in you know at the peak of his popularity um, say that he wanted to get rid of it? Yeah, he did. But then I think that's when the whole "look how many sales the spinner belt is getting" came up. <coughs> yeah, um, true. Because he, he understood how awesome high sales could be when people bought his white T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he was out selling Cena on T-shirts for a while there, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but th- they also had the perfect opportunity both when CM Punk stole the belt and disappeared with it. I thought that was the perfect chance for the next night on Raw for Vince to come out and say, no, that's not the belt. This is the title belt. Yeah, that would have been pretty clever. But instead, instead they sent Cena out with a replica belt. Instead of the um, you know, DC alternate universe evil belt storyline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They could have done that perfectly. And then I thought when Del Rio won the title was another perfect chance for Del Rio to say, I cannot use a belt that's so ugly. You know, this belt is more like me and then to reveal a new belt. Basically, I've wanted everybody to just reveal a new belt. And <laughs> the next the next guy who's the champion when he releases the new belt will get huge mark points with me just for bringing out the belt. Even if it wasn't his decision at all. No, exactly. Just like, you know, Cena didn't design the spinner belt, but he takes credit for the hideousness that is that belt. And even he hates it now, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And he blames himself, and he talks about it openly, saying, I guess that belt's my fault. Like, do you think that became a thing in the same way the smoking skull belt, you know, which was kind of cool, but thankfully they didn't keep it too long for it to get annoying? Do you think that maybe Cena thought it would be a funny thing to have a bling belt? Yeah, I definitely think that's what it was, yeah. For a while, but then the joke kind of stopped being funny, and they stopped... Uh, and yet they didn't stop using it no yeah because I mean even Edge when Edge had it at one point he had a rated R version of that belt with his logo in the middle that's right Uh, but it wasn't around for very long which is the way it should have been I mean I think uh, but we've talked about it a few times on Smart Marks the belts don't really mean much anymore Uh, no proven by the fact that they still carry around that spinner title I mean even when Punk did his whole promo about why he's straight edge the belt was on the floor like he dropped the belt onto the ring and then did his whole thing you know he wasn't wearing it it's doubly proven by the fact that he's their top man, uh, you know, ostensibly, and yet he's a mid-card storyline. Yeah, he's he's their champ, but he is third, fourth in line every yeah. week. Yeah. Um, so... Which not, is stupid because he's awesome. Yeah, no, not good at all. Um, basically, now we go backstage and we see Josh Matthews. After they've talked to Mark Henry, Josh Matthews is backstage with Brock Lesnar. He asks him if he's proud to be back in WWE. Lesnar basically says, I'm proud of everything I do. 
I'm proud of the trees and the flowers and uh, the little children. <laughs> Lesnar says Cena couldn't hold his jockstrap in a million years, and he's proved that earlier tonight. He says he's not here to make friends. He's a war machine and an ass kicker. We got a summarizing video for uh, end of an ear match that they did, you know, the the cage match at Mania. Um, (coughs) Then we go into our main event, which is John Cena, the number one guy in the company, the face of the WWE taking on... Jennifer Hudson's husband. That's right. Jennifer Hudson's. Should we should we only refer to him as Jennifer Hudson's husband from now on? Or Jennifer Hudson's wife. Miss Miss Mrs. Hudson, Mr. Hudson. <laughs> or we could just call him Jennifer Husband. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer Husband. Um <laughs> I like that one. Uh, so we're back. We go to a, a, a Jennifer husband hits a big clothesline and keeps control of Cena. He poses uh, and the crowd boos. He gets another clothesline in the corner and a shoulder off the top rope for a two count. Uh, he gets more offense, uh, more posing. Cena takes advantage and comes back with his the famous five moves or the five moves of doom as they call them. Uh, Cena with the five knuckle shuffle. Some words for Laurinaitis. Cena hits the AA on Otunga and applies the STF for the big win. He really just treated him like a ragdoll, like it, any any potential heel power that uh, Otunga had building was destroyed in that match. Definitely. And that's the thing. You know, they try to build them up for five minutes, and then Cena does Superman and squashes them. Yeah. Um, as Cena is celebrating in the ring, Brock Lesnar appears out of nowhere and kicks him in the balls. Or more accurately, the knee pit. Kicks him in the balls. <coughs> <laughs> Kfay, brother. Yeah, it was the knee. Kicks him in the back of his knee. Um, he then picks him up, does the F5 again, and heads back up the ramp, looking down at Cena as Raw goes off the air this week. So, Did he, did he F5? Yeah, he F5'd him again, didn't he? Yeah, and then he just kind of walked away, laughing. Uh, I like how he was laughing after he kicked him in the balls. That was pretty cool. I do I do think he does have a good, effective, sinister laugh. Yes, definitely. And like, I, like, like he does not look like a nice person when he laughs. He looks like an asshole who's taken pleasure in being an asshole. Absolutely. Oh, what, Which, a, what a fucking dive, you dirty cunt. What are you watching? Uh, match of the day, the highlights of Blackburn Liverpool. Oh, is this tonight? Yeah, and I don't know when the match was on, but the the highlights are right now. And basically, Blackburn got one keeper sent off, and then there was a little bit of contact with the next keeper, and he Yakabu flew like he got shot. Yakabu, what is he? A fucking or a probiotic yogurt drink? Is no. I know. I call him Yakabu because on the show Fighting Talk on Five Live, a, a football trivia show, okay, they have an American host come on all the time. And once he said Yakabu is kind of a, and ever since then they mock him relentlessly with Yakabu. Nice uh, to the point that once he was losing the quiz show by one point, and the host was like, "Say Yakabu, Greg, and I'll give you a point." And he was like, "Yakabu." <laughs> uh, nice. So that's how I always say. Even Newport County have a player named Yakubu, and I'm always like Yakabu. But anyway, so, sorry, so- we digress, folks. That's the end of Raw for this week. What did you think this week, Fitzy? I liked it a lot more than last week. Andy Carroll's jammy goal. I heard about it, but I didn't see it. Yeah, there it is. It was pretty jammy. That'll, that'll win him some brownie points. God, he's a shit player. He should be my answer for the joke about luckiest man in Liverpool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what a shit. <laughs> $35 million. Good I'm Lord. sorry for any um, WWE fans who are alienated by the fact that we like, that we enjoy real sports as well. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Tell you what, I'll turn off the TV so we can finish and I don't get distracted, ladies. Oh, no, go ahead. I have it on, too. <laughs> I've perfected watching football while podcasting, sir. Yeah. We, can, we, we can't tell them that, though, can we? This isn't cabin <laughs> fever. 
Um, anyway, so yeah, this week's Raw, I enjoyed a lot more than last week's. I was actually kind of back in the game. I think it was the opening with Cena. It just kind of got me into it a little bit. Um, I enjoyed it less, but only because I really, really enjoyed last week's because the crowd was fantastic. Um, yeah, the crowd you was definitely fantastic. didn't agree. But yeah, I thought it was a solid, solid episode. Um, I mean, if put it this way, if that was the worst Raw ever got, then we'd be very happy people. Yeah, definitely. Ah, definitely. Um, yeah, so uh, a solid addition leading us into just a few weeks away from Extreme Rules. Um, yeah, that was Monday Night Raw. Do you want to touch on Smart? Uh, do you want to touch on SmackDown, or should we just summarize it? We can summarize. I mean, it was it was fun, but there was very little of you know consequence in it. Uh, the only, I mean, there was they they definitely tried to sell Sheamus a bit more. As the the hero, as the face, because they put him against. Um, God, I can't even remember now. But well, in the fight, in the final fight, at the final match, he was um, facing Del Rio and Daniel Bryan with Mean Gene Okerlund. Strangely enough. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because this was a uh, blast from the past. Super SmackDown, they called it. Yes. Um, Mark Henry and Randy Orton had a match. Um, it looks like. Uh, uh, Mark Henry and Randy Orton. I believe I might have skipped that. Oh yeah, and you know what happens at the oh, end? I of no, I didn't. No, I didn't because Kane, yeah, ends up clocking Cowboy Bob Orton. Yeah, Cowboy Bob Orton Jr. gets jumped by Kane in the back area. So basically, they had a bunch of the legends back this week. Um, my favorite part from the clips that I have seen was Ryback was going to take on Benny Kamer, I think his name is. Uh, but we had Pat Patterson, the Million Dollar Man, Tony Atlas, and Hillbilly Jim backstage, and they actually made a joke about, "Oh, here comes a good old squash match." Yeah, absolutely. Although I was very disappointed in the entire lack of Teddy Biasi because, uh, to me, he's the greatest heel of all time. <laughs> yeah, he's fantastic. And he has the greatest laugh of all time, absolutely. outside of wrestling or inside. <laughs> absolutely. I think uh, the problem with the Legends thing now is this was obviously just a, pl- a commercial for Legends House, the reality show they're doing. Right. Um, I think this whole SmackDown is just going to be an episode of Legends House. Um but they bring back the same guys pretty much every time. Hillbilly Jim hasn't been back for quite a while. But again, they bring back the same guys who do the same kind of stupid angle squash matches every time. So well, it I makes would, it less and less exciting to see them. I would also imagine it's the the only guys that are either A, alive, B, able to walk, slash talk, or, or C, are arsed coming back. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Um, um, I mean, yeah, Dusty Rhodes is awesome. But very strangely commuted crowd for Dusty Rhodes. Uh, what is great music? I think it's probably they just don't a lot of the crowd that were there didn't know who he was sadly I mean they may have known about him but they didn't have the whole like I used to love watching this guy thing you know it's got to be something related to that because he hasn't been on TV in a long time I mean albeit if you're a fan who watches any of the documentaries or any backstage stuff he's all over it but I think for a fan in the arena who's 16 years old they don't know who Dusty Rhodes is he was the um he wasn't the Christmas episode. The, the Christmas episode that was in on during the end of November. Right. If you remember, um, he was backstage, I think, when Hornswoggle got his voice back. Right, uh, that was... Oh, God. But no, they should definitely have brought Ted DiBiase out and done something or scolded his shit son. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Something along those lines. Um, right, um, yeah, Ryback squashed Benny Kamer. Um, the Usos took on uh, Tyson Kidd and now Heath Slater because Justin Gabriel's out hurt. And Justin and uh, Heath Slater has some bitch tits now. <laughs> That's so funny. He's, he's getting he's getting fat and slower and dumber. 
Yeah, like how how does a man who's not even overweight at all get bitch tits? He's just like a rectangle, but he actually has those like horrible. You know when you see documentaries about uh, you know teenage boys who produce too much estrogen and they just have these weird saggy B cup titties. Yes, <laughs> he's got them now. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Um, and, um, the Usos were okay. Actually, I was kind of impressed. I love their I love their intro. Absolutely flattened uh, Heat Slater with a like a kind of a not a stink face but definitely an ass to face after running diagonally from yeah. the other end and it looked like it genuinely would have hurt to fuck yeah, which I, please, which pleased me because I like to see Heath Slater, Slater get hurt. Ha- uh, hurt. Get, I thought you were going to say get hard. I was like, ooh, fitzy. <laughs> uh, the Usos win that match. I love their entrance, by the way. I love the whole thing that they do. Yeah, the Daka. Um, it was funny though because I know at one point he was doing the when I say ooze, you say oh ooze. Oh, and nobody answered them, so he just kind of dropped it. <laughs> well, no, they did. It, the first time he said it was a stupid time to do it because it was right during his pyro, so it was hard to hear. But they definitely did. Re- respond that one time did they, that one time but then he did it when during the match and I think because he hadn't established it properly early on due to the aforementioned noise from the pyro that they didn't really cop on to do it until like the third time of asking <laughs> it was a uh, yeah it was a bit bit iffy yeah um, the great Kali Alicia Fox and Natalia defeated the Bella Twins and Drew McIntyre god damn Nikki Bella I, I've decided she's my favourite of the two I'm um, sorry. They're, you know they're leaving, apparently, is the rumor. Oh, really? Yeah, their contract's going to expire, and they're not going to come back. That sucks. Yeah, because they're, like, dirty hot. They are. They're porn hot. Yeah. Oh, I hope they do porn. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Damn, that'd be cool. I'm kind of distracted now. We shouldn't do the rest of Smart Marks. I need to be alone for five minutes. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who am I kidding? 30 seconds. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, next up, we've got... Hacksaw. Sorry, go ahead. Are you still here? (laughs) (laughs) More water. More water. Hacksaw Jim Duggan takes on Hunako. Again, they didn't have a fucking clue who he was, and they didn't chant USA. Yeah, that's bad news. Mm. How bad does an audience in the US have to be not to chant USA, of all things? Yeah, I don't know. Um, what happens here? Uh, Camacho and Hunico are going to double team Duggan until Sergeant Slaughter comes out to even things up. Um, I forgot because there's so many of them, but Hunico is was the erstwhile Sinkara Negro, right? Yes, he was. So he's clearly learned English. Yeah, but three he, he's been away. Yeah, but he was also, if I'm remembering correctly, Sam, he was also the original Sinkara who was out because he was hurt, in which they brought in the now Sinkara to replace him and then brought him back as Hunico. Um, no, may- no, 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 no. What happened was the original Sinkara was Mystico. Right. And then he um, got, got for a wellness policy violation. Right. And Unico was brought in as Sinkara, like not not even talking about him being a different person. Right. Um, for the month, I believe, that he, had, he was out for the wellness policy violation. Right. And then when he came back, the whole Negro versus Azul um, argument came about. Okay, so the the Sinkara now is the, is the original Sinkara. Yes. Okay. Cool. I knew there was something going on in there, but um, there may be some sort of issue with with them switching names. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, with them switching names in Mexico, but it not. Uh, I can only go by who was the original Sinkara according to WWE. Right. Yeah. 
And I mean, again, to be fair, like we always say about WWE, if they didn't want us to know the difference, we wouldn't. So yes, of course. It literally could be whatever they want it to be. And um, like he was, he was like the Stone Cold Steve Austin or the John Cena of, of Mexico and Japan. Yeah, definitely. Well, so was Del Rio. Apparently, Del Rio gave up a huge, huge amount of fame to come to WWE. So that's bizarre. They must have. They must have kind of shitty wrestlers in Mexico. <laughs> I don't know. I think they have the best in the world, don't they? Overall, I mean, you always hear about Mexican wrestling, Japanese wrestling, you know, being like the height of it. But, well, um, I mean, if, if if Alberto Del Rio and uh, fucking Sin Cara are the, especially Sin Cara, if that's like the best they can offer, botch Cara. <laughs> Yeah, there's somebody who posts on Twitter, I think, as Sin Cara's trampoline. Oh, Jesus, nice. And I have to say, I find Alberto Del Rio's ring style just a bit dull. Like, there's not there's not that many moves that you can even point towards. He's an awful lot of, like, you know, groundwork, uh, boring submission holds, and kind of... He's kind of old school in that respect, and that kind of stuff kind of bores me in the modern era. Yeah, he's definitely not exciting between the bells. Um, I like him so much because I love the dirtbag millionaire heel. Um, yeah. But you're I, right, his matches are kind of, you know... Like people say, he's a great technical wrestler, but he's not. A, he's not interesting as a wrestler. No. Did you see the match where they made him and John Cena wrestle in a broken ring? Uh, was that after the Mark Henry Big Show? Yeah, at Vengeance. <laughs> yeah. And I no, was like, great. Pr- pr- pronounce it properly, Vengeance. Vengeance. Actually, isn't it spelled wrong for a UK thing? There's something about it's spelled differently somewhere else in the world. I think. Um, but it's spelled B in Mexico, apparently. <laughs> Vengeance. That's racist, Fitzgerald. That's racist. There's no place for racism on smart marks. Shut up, cracker. <laughs> Even though I made a joke about just throwing chains on Teddy Long already. Uh, and, uh, and I insinuated that it would be racist about bullying on a black wrestler. <laughs> uh, the main event for this uh, SmackDown was Daniel Bryan and Alberto Del Rio taking on Sheamus and his tag team partner, Mean Gene Okerlund. Yes! 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 <clears throat> yeah. Uh, the winners in the end were Mean Gene Oakland and Sheamus. How did the win, how did the end come about for this match? Uh, a torrent of old people came out and uh, did nothing, uh, really, until after the belt. Oh, right. After the bell, rather, sorry. Right. Yeah, let's see here. Sheamus gets laid out on the floor with a huge kick. Oakland comes in the ring and is bullied by Del Rio, Brian, and Ricardo. They back Gene into a corner when Roddy Piper's music hits. Piper comes out with DiBiase, Atlas, Duggan, Patterson, uh, Hart. Which Hart was it? Oh, Jimmy Hart. Um, uh, Jimmy Hart? Yeah, Jimmy Hart was there as well. Oh, sorry. Sorry. For some reason, I thought you meant Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Yes, the Mouth of the South was there. Yes. Yeah, no, the Anvil's in jail right now. Um, Dust- really? Yeah, Dusty Rhodes, Hillbilly Jim, and Sergeant Slaughter came down to, for the big save. So they just basically did a whole, look how old these people are. It's it's weird, though, when you look at Jimmy, uh, more than anyone, I think more than anyone in the entire rock and wrestling era, when I look at him, I feel like, uh, I don't even know why, probably because I never really paid massive amounts of attention to him, he was just always fucking there in the 80s and 90s, that when I see him now, I just get that vibe of watching, like, Madison Square Garden or Superstars Wrestling. <laughs> it's just like, Jesus, and he doesn't look any different at all. No, it's creepy. He almost looks plastic. He looks like an action figure. A pound of weight. He's obviously dying his hair. Yeah. He, he doesn't seem to have aged that much. He's just the same fucking dude. Definitely. Did you know that he's the one playing the guitar on Bret Hart's original theme song? No way. Yeah. 
That's pretty bitchin'. He's responsible for a couple of them, I think, but I know that it's him playing the old which makes him a, you know, makes him a man in my books. I wonder who plays that. That's me. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, I'd say he's an interesting motherfucker. If you could like sit him down at a bar and keep buying him drinks all night, I'd, I'm sure you'd hear some shit. Oh, absolutely. He hopefully, did it. Hopefully not through a megaphone. <laughs> no, he did an episode of uh, um, The Art of Wrestling, I think, with Colt Cabana, and it was really interesting. Cool. Um, so yeah, that was Raw and SmackDown for this week. We're a few weeks away from Extreme Rules, which of course we'll keep you posted on every week as we progress our way through the WWE's programming. Um, I want to take a moment for both of us to say that Smart Marks is now brought to you proudly by BreakingKFabeTees.com. With possibly the greatest wrestling uh, t-shirt website in the entire world. Exactly, exactly. Um if you want to go there, if you want to get a better Daniel Bryan, yes, 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 T-shirt. Yeah, and I'm de- I'm not even I'm not even blowing smoke up uh, up up his ass. It, I do like it way way more than the WWE's version. Oh God, no! I mean, it's 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 a clever kind of a rape. What I I wish um, this is how my college education is absolutely wasted because I should know what the thing is called when you take an advertisement or a or a logo and reappropriate reappropriate it like a you know the, you know the cocaine t-shirt that looks like coca-cola yeah i should know what that word is but i'm such an idiot that i've forgotten it but what he did with uh, obviously you know what i'm saying to the people who are listening <clears throat> he reappropriated the john cena um rise above hate t-shirt with the yeah. red, white, and blue what letters. He put two black and white hands, like forearms with number one fingers sticking up like Daniel Bryan does, and he just put yes, yes, yes in the, in, in the blue, white, and yeah, and red. Red, Absolutely. white, and it is the bomb. That's right. So, and you can pre-order it right now. <clears throat> yeah. If you go to breakingkfabetees.com, help out the little guy. Help an independent dude who is super talented and trying to do it all for himself. So Crazy talented. Absolutely. He is the one, of course, that made the Team Lee's Team Fitzy shirts. He's the one who made the poster of me motorboating Kelly Kelly's delicious ass. He made me a CM Punk ice cream bar box that he got CM Punk to touch. That's right. You've rubbed it on your junk, haven't you? Say again? You've rubbed it on your junk, haven't you? The way you say it makes it sound like it was one time. <laughs> <laughs> it's on your drunk right now, isn't it? Yes, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm. Uh, so, of course, that is our good friend Sam. Hashtag the Eddie Phoenix. Check him out, please. BreakingKFAPTs.com. You can pre-order the designs he has available right now. And uh, I believe what he's going to be doing is releasing new designs, you know, frequently and just kind of rotating through them. So I think what's cool about it is it's one of the deals where once the shirt is gone, it's kind of gone. Right. Um, which is great. That's a really good way to do it because then it really makes people act on it and grab shirts. Oh, absolutely. Is, is there a website? Is that T-Shirt Fury? Does the one where it's like only 24 hours, which I think is too short time. But, um, yeah, it, it definitely um, limited periods make uh, make for a more rabid audience, if you will. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we haven't even done 10 episodes yet, and we already have a sponsor. So thank you That's- to BreakingKFAPTs.com. Go buy the t-shirt. It's awesome. Absolutely. And I'm sure he will eventually make Smart Marks t-shirts. I mean, there are other ones, but that's just my particular favorite because I think it's clever as fook. Yeah, I really, I also like the let's make this a tag, tag match player. Yeah, that was good too. That one actually made me laugh. I enjoyed that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, so please check him out. If you'd like to talk wrestling with us, it is legendinmypodcast at gmail.com. Um, I wanted to just make a quick mention to a listener named Mikey Kayan, one of my boys from back home in Canada. Uh, he sent us some really great feedback from for WrestleMania. 
But I d- we forgot to do it on our WrestleMania show, and now my internet will not load his message. So, Mikey, I apologize, and uh, we will get to your thoughts next week. Or if you want to send us some more recent thoughts on Raw and Brock and that kind of thing, I'll make sure that we get them read out this time, because I don't want to feel like I'm shafting the poor guy. It's not his fault that your internet sucks. No, I'm literally sitting on it right now watching his message load, and it's been doing that for about 10 minutes, so I'm just going to give up. Fair enough. But, uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you all for listening. Of course, we're still accepting uh, submissions for what show you want to review with us. We've got a few coming up, which I guess we should probably get on pretty soon. Yeah. We also accept submissions of cash. Oh, yeah, or cash or T-shirts or posters or whatever you want. Legendinmypodcast at gmail.com. If you address the money donation to Smart Marks, I'll even give Fitzy some of it. <laughs> if you don't address it to Smart Marks, then he ain't getting shit. <laughs> so take that information and do with it do with it what you will. <laughs> but just know if you don't address it to me, Dagsy will probably get some of it. <laughs> oh, no, no. There's no fear on that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I'll use the money to buy wrestling toys. <laughs> Go to good use. That's right. There's a Sin Cara on its way in the mail, actually. Should be here tomorrow, I think. Already? Yes, I'm very excited. You bought a botch car? Yes, I did. So what? Well, you don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> if I ain't going to judge you for not liking Big Lebowski, I'm not going to judge you on a botch car at all. Hey, kayfabe, okay? We don't talk about Raw on SmackDown. We don't talk about SmackDown on Raw, okay? <laughs> I don't want to have to have this talk again, goddammit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Considering that episode hasn't gone up yet either. And this one will go up first. So now it's all, it's all kind of like hinting at it now. What are you talking about? Uh, we recorded Legend before this, but it's going to post after this edition of Smart Marks. Oh, oh I see what you're doing now. I, did, I didn't have a fucking clue what you were talking about. More, more time travel type shit. <clears throat> yeah, okay, I see you. It's, it's all blurring into one for me at this stage. Oh, yeah, me too. That's why I had to stop it and make two separate files so I don't mix them up. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Smart Marks is five hours again this week. Arg. Arg. All right, cool. Well, I guess this is a good time as any to put a bullet in it. If I have, you don't have any other thoughts to close out with this week? Uh, no, I think we can uh, we can rest the Shockmaster Award for this week because it was a pretty decent week. Yeah, actually, no, we can find somebody to give it to. Let's uh, let's put our See, brains together quickly and think of who we can give that award to. See, if you're looking for one, there probably wasn't one. Yeah, that's true. Um... Mm. I don't think anyone should get a Shockmaster Award by default, because that's just mean. No, I've got it. I've got the Shockmaster Award. Okay. It'll, it will do it for, for SmackDown, because I know there was a moment where Booker T and Michael Cole were going at each other, and then Booker T then says, you know, I had a dream you died, Michael Cole. <laughs> to which afterwards he followed, oh my goodness. Yeah, so that'll be the, that'll, it's a weak one, but that'll be the Shockmaster Award for this week. Fair enough. <laughs> Or actually, no, I'm going to revamp that. I'm going to get rid of that. Here's the Shockmaster Award for the week. Are you ready? Yep. The Shockmaster Award for this week goes to any of you that do not visit BreakingKFabeTees.com. Perfect. So if you don't want to be the Shockmaster Award winner, you go to that website. If you want to fall flat in your fucking arse, <laughs> you know, stay away. But if you want to be one of the cool kids... BreakingKFabeTees.com. And do you want to spell that out in case people don't know how to spell it? Uh... Br- uh b- B- I mean, breaking and then K A Y F A B E T E E S dot com, I believe. Yes. I wanted to make you spell it so you could say or. Fuck B- you. B B or 
E A K I N G. I would have said B R because I had because you know English people broke me with uh, when I worked in eleven when I worked in director inquiries. Could be, but you did say or on uh, cabin fever this week, I think. Probably, I have. I've been trying to untrain myself from that for the last ten years. Fair enough. Well, then I won't attack you for it. <laughs> Seems like a sensitive subject, kind of like that UK thing that we keep coming up against. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's put a bullet in it before it becomes a two-hour episode where the last hour is just us rambling. <laughs> as much as I enjoy chatting with you, of course. It's uh, it's always a blast. Absolutely. All right. Well, folks, thank you very much for tuning in. We will see you all again next week on Smart Marks, where maybe I'll be disappointed by Raw again, and we can go back to normal. Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! Lee's is grumpy again. Happy days. It feels weird when we're enjoying the wrestling. <laughs> yeah, one of us has to not enjoy next week, okay? Yeah, the, one of us has to be like ridiculously annoyed at the shoddy quality. Absolutely. Even if it's a work, we'll make it work. <laughs> one of us has to be heel. That's right, and uh, I think it's natural for me to be the heel, as I have been named by our listeners the natural heel. But then that kind of sucks, because that makes Bobby Heenan a good guy. Yeah, that's true, because, you know, I love Bobby Heenan. God damn. I'm not switching for Gorilla with you. <laughs> no, no, okay, I understand that. At least as long as I don't become Michael Cole, I'm happy with that. Oh, maybe you will. Oh, don't. <laughs> I, will, I will do this podcast with Sam, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, folks, that's it. We're done here. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you all next week. Later. Edging in my spare time, motherfucker.